May God enlighten the eyes of our hearts to know the hope to which Christ has called us. Amen. Please be seated. This pattern that we see here in the early ministry of Christ shows up again and again in Scripture. Baptism into new life, exile into wilderness, and return to ministry, transformed and empowered by the Spirit. For Jesus, it's a baptism in the Jordan, then 40 days being tested in the wilderness, and then a return as he comes back in the power of the Spirit to preach the arrival of God's kingdom. That story is patterned after the story of the Hebrews exodus from Egypt, maybe the most important story in the self-identity of the ancient Jewish community. The Hebrews leave Egypt, passing through the Red Sea and leaving behind the shackles of slavery, then emerging out of the water into a vast wilderness that they amble around for 40 long years before finally entering the Promised Land. This kind of story, this pattern of narrative, is legion in the Bible once you know to look for it. And it's why the wilderness occupies such a central place in the biblical imagination. So much of Israel's history was shaped in this in-between space, where they've left one thing behind. They haven't yet fully entered the next thing, and they find themselves wandering in the middle. It feels aimless and barren. It's here in the wilderness that they fail the most monumentally, but it's also here that they experience the most extravagant provision and revelation of God. All of us know what it is to find ourselves in the middle, don't we? These places and moments between what we've left behind and what we're stepping into next. The anthropologist Victor Turner talked about the importance of these kinds of middle spaces in our lives. He called them liminal spaces. The liminal is that kind of place that's a bit of a nowhere, a place between places, a transition point. An airport is a liminal space. You're not really at home anymore, but you're also not at your destination, you're in between. Or think of our beloved narthex, that's the churchy word for foyer. We walk through it every Sunday, taking us from the cold Calgary winter outside into this warm sanctuary. That's a liminal space, a transition point between world and church. And this is true not just of place, but of time as well. Many cultures have rituals to mark the transition from one time or season of life to another. In our culture, of course, we've lost many of those, and maybe not for the better. Think of adolescence, this awkward transition from childhood to adulthood. That's a middle space. Or the much-feared midlife crisis, as we call it. The feeling of disorientation that arises out of moving out of one season of life, but not yet fully inhabiting another. I could go on, but you get the idea. Each of us finds ourselves, at one time or another, stuck in the middle, between stages, between seasons, between what we've left behind and the possibility and promise of something new. Well, this is a place that the biblical narrative knows well, and it calls it the wilderness. There's a lot we can learn from spending time with these wilderness stories in Scripture. 
These are stories that furnish our readings in Lent, stories of disorientation, of hunger, of anxiety, but also stories of formation. So let me venture a couple of thoughts on what Scripture has to tell us about the importance of these wilderness moments in the biblical story and in ours. First and foremost, the wilderness is a place of disorientation. We find ourselves unsure of our footing. We question which direction we're supposed to be going. When I stepped out of ministry for a time in 2019, disenchanted that I hadn't really been faithful to the vocation I felt God was calling me to. I hoped at the time that I would quickly find another place or another opportunity that made sense to me. Somewhere that fit my sense of self like a glove. I searched for something and as more and more doors closed, my search became more and more frantic, but I couldn't find any direction. I was wandering without a map or a compass. During that time, far from landing comfortably back into the church, I found myself driving school buses for the better part of a year, wondering if perhaps I'd made a mistake or I'd gone in totally the wrong direction. I'd bump into friends and colleagues from my old life as a pastor. They would tell me about the great things happening for them in ministry. And to my shame now, I would feel embarrassed as I told them that I wasn't in ministry anymore, but that I hadn't really found anything that quite fulfilled me in the same way. I'd left one thing behind, but I hadn't found another. I'd stepped out in faith, but nothing was there to catch me. And now I was stuck. But in time, that disorientation became the occasion for self-reflection. The thing is, we are coded to rush through all these unproductive seasons in our life in search of something better, aren't we? We lose a job and we want to find another as quickly as possible. We retire on Friday and by Monday we're looking for things to fill the gap in the schedule. When we rush our way through the wilderness, we lose something of the rich possibilities for transformation that can only be had by staying here in this painful middle space. And that's the second thing about the wilderness. It's not just a place of confusion and ambiguity, but much more deeply, it's a place of formation. Or maybe it's better to say transformation. We discover in time that disorientation gives way to clarity in the end. And when it does, you look back and often find that what felt at the time like an emptiness was actually rich with growth. That beneath the surface, God was setting down roots, subterranean graces that would later flower into new life. And that's perhaps the most important thing to remember when we find ourselves stuck in the middle. That though at times we look around and ask ourselves, how did I end up here? Nonetheless, we learn slowly to trust that we are being led. At that time, our gospel read this morning. Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the Jordan. At once the Spirit led him out into the wilderness. Led him. That's the operative word. The reminder that we need when we find ourselves without direction. 
that as disorienting as the middle space can be, it is a place in which in time we become aware that somehow here God is guiding us. So why all this talk about middle spaces? Well, every year in the church, we rehearse the experience of navigating the painful and prolonged middle spaces of our lives, and we call it Lent. Lent is a season of preparation for the coming of Easter, that time when we remember the death and resurrection of Christ, and we recall and reaffirm our own death and resurrection to new life in Jesus. But we aren't there yet, and that's key. Lent invites us to stay in the middle a little while longer, to prolong the pregnant pause just a bit more. Sure, Lent is about all those self-prefixes, self-denial, self-abnegation, selflessness. We give up coffee and we try to be a touch more charitable to people, which, if you're anything like me, is a lot harder without caffeine. But actually, Lent is much more about formation. In this season, God is shaping us to be the kinds of people able to receive the gift of life when it comes to us in glory at Easter. That transformative work only happens when we entrust ourselves to God's invisible grace that leads us through the wilderness. For ours is a God not of beginnings, and endings only, but a God of middles. In this Lenten pilgrimage, may we find ourselves transformed as we journey through the desert together. Thanks be to God.